Welcome to another edition of Insight Analysis. I'm Peter White and my guest today is Davin Hood, founder of Specialist Boutique Fund Manager Core Capital, that's C-O-R Core. Core is an interesting and unusual beast with a rigid portfolio construction comprising four equally weighted sectors, namely equities, precious metals, bonds and cash. Although having a low profile, Core has a tremendous track record delivering attractive returns for investors during all cycles. It's an all-weather manager, if you like. Dav, welcome. And maybe can we start by looking at the rationale for creating Core, which I think was in uh, 2012? That's right, Peter. Thank you for having me on. I guess I'd start by saying that, like a lot of people that start boutique managers, they are usually frustrated with working for, you know, often a large global firm. And that was certainly the case with us. We essentially felt we could do it better than what was on offer in the large organisations that we were with. Uh, but our idea was unconventional. So we didn't think it would work within those uh, within those firms. We had a collection of clients that we sort of described as the keep me wealthy crowd rather than the make me wealthy crowd. And they weren't uh, happy with the alternatives on offer and either were we really. They thought equities, you know, too risky, hedge funds, a bit too complex and opaque. Things like private equity uh, were a, a little bit too illiquid. So we wanted an approach that generated stable returns without forecasting prices. So we wanted something that generated stable growth purely from the dynamics of asset classes themselves and how they interact rather than making big bets on uh, on outcomes. Well, what was the essence of your idea or how did you do that? How did you achieve your aim? We were aware of strategies and funds, not in Australia, but in the US and Europe that generated returns this way. And we actually thought we could add a few components and make it even better. So it's a different type of diversification. Um, no big bets in it. And it's built around the sort of paradoxical idea, I guess, that combining uncorrelated assets that are volatile in fairly broad weightings with regular rebalancing of, of risk can actually generate stable growth on its own. And the base portfolio, if you like, that we chose was fairly equal weightings in uh, equities, bonds, gold and cash. And then we've added some components to that over time. Presumably, the proportions get out of kilter. Do you rebalance? And if so, how often? We do. So you need to be sensitive with any rebalancing strategy around things like we all do, around things like transaction costs and tax and the like. So we rebalance around certain bands, if you like. But if there's big moves and volatility is high, like we've experienced recently, we'll be rebalancing a lot. Well, I was going to say you're an all-weather manager. It's blowing a storm out there now, a COVID storm. How do you deal with the current and immediate past situation and also what we're looking at down the track? Well, we we deal with it fairly easily, we think, compared to other approaches that do have big bets, if you like. We are simply going about our business, reducing risk, but at the same time, getting all the benefits from you know, if it, one of our assets surges. But you know, at the end of the day, we've got nearly half the fund in cash and sovereign bonds as well. So we get that downside protection. So we can stay fairly rational through all of this noise and generate um, adequate uh, returns. So to give you an example, I think in the last 12 months, we're plus 11% and the three-year returns about 7% per annum. So we like to think for the part of investors' portfolios they have with us, they've been able to stay quite relaxed and even use it as a source of liquidity for maybe putting their toe in the water on some things that are oversold. Your name is Core, as I said before, C-O-R. 
What do you recommend to your clients when presumably you're, you're positioning yourself to occupy the core space in their portfolio? Do you recommend 5, 10, 20%? What's the MO for how you recommend clients to use your firm and your fund? Or does it vary greatly? It does vary because we started off probably with what you'd describe as business owners with a lot of their wealth in an operating business and they wanted an investment with certain attributes and they were very happy to have quite a large allocation in our strategy given it's a diverse strategy in its its own right. So we're talking probably 20% to 50% of their liquid sort of non-operating assets that they would have with core. Then we have asset allocators that simply use core as an alternative asset in their broader strategy. So they like the fact that when volatility spikes, like it did first half so far of this year, core does really well. They like the fact that we have that gold element, but they also like the fact that we're not taking any big bets on volatility increasing. So if things stay the same and it's a false alarm, we will do okay as well. And then we have just financial planners who might say, well, we've got uh, an investment thesis. We've got ideas about how things are going to play out, but let's have 10 to 20% of the portfolio in something that covers us in case we're wrong. And that's probably what I'd describe as the three different allocation sizes and the different type of investors we have. So say you're uh, giving a pitch to your best friend, uh, say half a million portfolio, what would you advise them? How much would you say put into core? Well, I would ask them to consider their alternatives. If they are fairly cynical about the value of predictions and market outcomes, they might have uh, you know, a very large allocation, up to 50%. But if they're highly confident that equities are oversold or they love investing in tech companies or they love investing in agricultural companies, then perhaps core is uh, just there at a 5% allocation if things go wrong. So it's really trying to assess their risk appetite. That's right. And core is often described to me as the investment you wish you had more of in hindsight. So we take the view that surprise events are more common than people realise when they're making their investment decisions. So again, this year is a great example. Surprises with consequence can come quite often. So you'll probably wish you had more core than you did when you just thought that um, Amazon was going to keep tripling. One question that stands out to me is that given that you've got such a rigid formula, the 25, 25, 25, 25, couldn't I do it myself? Why, why do I need you guys? That's an excellent question. The base portfolio on the face of it can be implemented very easily. But, you know, as Warren Buffett says, it might be simple, but it's not easy. So we are talking about four large weightings. So let's say essentially a quarter each. And if you look at these assets in silos, and that's the way the world looks at assets, Two of them are highly volatile and two of them, on the face of it, you have a look at the moment, two of them don't seem to have a return at all in cash and in fixed interest, you know, in terms of expected returns. So it's very difficult to recognise that you're going to generate growth simply from how the assets interact. We do have other little bits and pieces, a very, very small allocation to um, derivatives that add to that volatility harvesting. But importantly, I'd point out there's no gearing in this fund. We don't borrow money to invest. We don't short sell. We don't write derivatives. So it is all about being robust to even the financial system. So yes, you could do it yourself in uh, conceptually with ETFs, but history's shown that people really struggle with it. 
buying gold when it's falling and trimming equities when equities are surging is not easy to do. And uh, certainly you'd underperform equities as well if it was in a bull market. So we like to think we've got the discipline required to implement the strategy covered. And we also believe we've uh, improved on it uh, to quite some degree as well. But certainly the base portfolio is uh, an excellent approach. Presumably there's some derivatives in there somewhere with equities and, and, and gold and other metals. There is. Uh, we don't write derivatives. Um, there's no borrowing, no shorting and no derivatives writing in the fund. We like to call it a no obligation fund, uh, but we do buy derivatives. So I mentioned earlier that we're trying to capitalise on on volatility and that sort of non-correlation between assets. So something like derivatives can actually add a lot to our performance, but not change the overall stability of the portfolio. So we do that very, uh, very actively with a very tiny part of the portfolio. It seems to me you've had a pretty low profile. Having a proven performance of around 7% through all weathers is a pretty attractive offer. Have you been very active in your marketing or do you just wait for the money to come to you? Well, we, we probably are better fund managers than we are marketers, Peter, but um, you have to remember there's been a long equity bull market since 2012, almost unbroken until recently. And so whilst we've sort of proven our value add recently, it's only been a a fairly niche group of conservative investors that have been following us um, up until recently. So we'd like to think that the benefits are becoming a little bit more clearer in recent times. So we expect some more interest. It does strike me as a compelling offer. Dev, thanks for talking to us today and good luck for the future. Thank you, Peter.